Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And this week, I'm asking the questions. <laughs> yeah, because I did the possibly the ultimate stop, stop. for the pod. Stop. <laughs> What did you do, Julia? You you can't help it. You you are going to end up interviewing yourself. I know. I know you. This episode, um, Julia, you did something really interesting and wonderful and a little bit for the pod. Maybe that's what encouraged you. You can talk about that. <laughs> Tell us what you did. I, well, I applied to art school, technically, <gasps> which is, you know, huge. But what I actually did more specifically is I applied to a four and a half year program to become an art and like shop teacher, I guess is the equivalent. So like you do fine art, 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 uh, and then textiles, wood and or metal shop. Okay. And uh, the program is at one of the like largest art schools in Sweden. And um, yeah, so I've, I've like sent in my, the first part of my application and then I have to do some like, it's not like portfolio because you have to do a certain number of like three projects from prompts. So I don't know if you would call it like work samples or portfolio or whatever, but like, yeah, so I still have to do that. So I'm working on that right now. So what prompted this? How did this happen? Like you never mentioned thinking about it. You never mentioned, I mean, like, you know, we have a show about deciding and making decisions about art and making <laughs> and all that stuff. And and not once were you like, hmm, I'm thinking about becoming Miss Frizzle uh, <laughs> of art. <laughs> and now all of a sudden here you are. So uh, what lead us down the process of, of how you decided to fill out this application? I mean, it's, that's a very good question. One I'm kind of still asking myself because it was both like a little bit spur of the moment and also sort of something I've been vaguely thinking about for a while. Like I've thought about, do I want to go to school to become like a, we have the system in Sweden. It's not quite community college. It's more like, um, well, sort of, but not, but like uh, it's not within like the university system. And there's really only one program for regular like junior and senior high school uh art and and craft slash shop teachers and it's in another city it's full time I would have to move for like almost five years which would kind of suck and so I've just like been going kind of back and forth on it and also part of me is like do I want to because it's also you know leaving at least partly a career that I've spent you know the last 10-ish years on being a journalist and then, this is so stupid, I saw a Facebook ad for this program at this art school. And I didn't know that they, you know, taught teachers, that they made teachers there. I thought it was like more purely an art art school. And I was like, ooh, what is this? And then I clicked and then I thought about it for a little while. And then I just, like over the course of, I don't know, two, three days, I sent in my application and uh, because this is Sweden, there's no, like, tuition for this kind of, of training. Oh, brag so about I, it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I should also point out that, like, it is, I mean, also there's no application fee uh, for this kind of program. So, like, you know, it, it's an easier decision to kind of spontaneously consider, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, so that, A, I could 
apply with that. I mean, I, I could probably afford like a $20. App- I don't know what they are nowadays. It's been 20 years since I applied for colleges in the US. But also, you know, doing the considering about it, like it's it's a full-time program, but I could still like do some freelancing and, uh, you know, sell pottery at markets and online and stuff. But it would mean that I would have to spend way less time making an income and I can't get any more like student loans or student financing or anything, but I would not have to pay however many bajillion crowns per semester. So it's a lot easier to be like, well, I can try it. If it's horrible, I can drop out and not be like, oh no, I wasted all this money. But it's still, it's, it's, I know it's kind of wild. It came not quite out of nowhere, but a little bit out of nowhere for me too. But like just thinking about it, it started to make more and more sense kind of because I mean for the very boring practical reasons like there's not well there's kind of a shortage of teachers there's definitely a shortage of art and shop teachers in Sweden so like I would have fairly guaranteed work after I finished and I could also still work at community colleges with a teacher certification Mm -hmm. and you know I like doing this stuff I like teaching I'm sure that like all shop teachers ever, I will want to, you know, throw things at the kids. I'm sure that comes like you get taught how to aim so that you don't hit them with something sharp. Uh, did everybody have a shop teacher who threw things? Or is that just like me and my friends? I think I think it's the law. Um, I don't know. My shop teacher had a ferret and a sugar glider, which was awesome. So I guess like the sugar glider kind of threw itself. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's that's the other kind. Uh, but I mean, I I do joke that like I am kind of already set up for, to be a caricature of an art and or like textiles teacher because like I have colorful hair and tattoos and weird clothes with llamas on them that I've made myself. Like I'm already halfway there. I think I need some really really big necklaces, which you can make now with your resin pouring button that is system. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it just like it kind of makes sense for me too because like you know the journalism the media industry is becoming more and more insecure Mm -hmm. and while part of me is like well I'll just make it work it's also you know I've been thinking off and on also like what else can I do I'm not good for much else like this these are the things that I'm good at and this could be a lot of fun and like on the very childish side if you're an art and or shop teacher you don't have to grade a lot of tests. <laughs> like, you don't have to do the parts that teachers don't like about their job. You get most of the fun stuff. And just, like, you know, getting to be a part of maybe how even just, like, one kid out of every class finds a thing that they like or finds a thing that makes them happy. And the thought of that just, like, started to really grow in me in this dorky way and like I you know I'm there's no guarantee that I'll be accepted and there's no guarantee that I'll like it or that I'll be good at it and all that stuff but you know how we we talked about like finding your material maybe just like two episodes ago and if I feel like something about this clicked for me too part of me I'm first I was a little scared to even talk about this because you know I'm kind of superstitious sometimes I'm like what I shouldn't say it out loud but then I'm like no no I should and we've talked about this right Mm -hmm. you know just say the things out loud that you want to do and I'm also a little nervous that like I'm not going to get in and then I'm going to be sad now that I've built this up in my brain is something I want to do. But, you know, you can reapply. Uh, But just, I don't know, something went, not necessarily click, but something in my brain went, huh, you know? Well, yeah, maybe like, you know, it's the right point in your life that 
everyone changes as they get older and they move on to different things and they do different things. Maybe this is like the thing that you're just like gravitating towards because right now that's what feels right. Mm -hmm. I have a few questions. Well, actually, I have one question. How old are the kids that you want to teach? Well, for uh, art and shop, uh, it's basically junior high. So like seventh through ninth grade. Uh, You're also qualified to teach at the high school levels, but high schools don't generally have shop unless it's like a trade school. Uh, So there I would be able to work as an art teacher at a high school. I could teach their lower levels as well, but I'd probably need to like add on just because like the the way you teach is is a little different for Mm -hmm. bigger kids. And then also like hopefully I could also teach at a community college where you have people of all ages like coming to learn to weave or something this is so exciting that's it sounds so fun part of me is also like ah 15 year olds why would i do that willingly to myself because they're not your 15 year olds they're other people's 15 year olds (laughs) you just get to hang out with them for like you know at most what an hour you know a couple of days a week Yeah. So would you be teaching like somewhere local to you? Obviously, I mean, that's how you would get there, right? Like, did you (laughs) see if there's like teaching positions open? I mean, it's four years away, right? Like if you are doing this program, so that's a little different, but I would be like 43 or 44 when I was done. And it's so funny how I was like, oh, "Oh, that's crazy to think think about. (laughs) Right. But you know, like people change careers all the time. Of course. And, and again, I want to clarify also, or I want to repeat that I'm very privileged in that I have a a partner who, you know, is, is employed and we, we don't need that much money to make our lives run. I have savings. I can work simultaneously. This is not something that's available for everyone, even in Sweden, you know, but uh, I've actually, I looked both. I was like, what are the statistics? What's the average salary? Is, is it just like a thing that I've heard that schools need are teachers or is it true? And it seems to be very true. I looked, there's a bunch of uh, openings listed just like even in in the suburbs around me, but all over the city, all over Stockholm. I mean, you never know where there'll be openings in, in five years, but I would guess like I could have a fairly decent commute. I joke because we have a school in our neighborhood that's only like K through six, but I was like, I could go there. It'd be fun to teach like seven-year-olds to paint <laughs> and then I could walk to work. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd be somewhere in, in Stockholm. There are a lot of schools here and they'll possibly like they'll have to build more schools because basically like our generation are having so many kids. Really? That they need to open. Yeah. That's like the opposite of the United States. No one here is having kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, considering our age, it's probably also Generation Z's kids that I would be teaching. Whoa. I, yeah. No, I started t- thinking a little bit too much about this, like, last night, just, like, thinking about, like, these kids. When were they born? How old will I seem to them? What are their frames of reference? You know, and just be like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. But that 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 panic, I figure I'll get to when I get to it. This is so exciting. I can't wait to follow your journey here because it's going to be really good for the show. Do it for the pod. <laughs> As you... Right. I'll learn so many new things. And it was so funny because, uh, you know, Pons and I obviously have talked a lot about this this possible decision and, and path. Uh, but because he was like, well, you know. You'll and I was like, "Are you about to say that I can keep all my supplies at work?" And he was like, "No, but yes, but no." Uh, <laughs> but like, what's funny is that 
you know, like I was thinking back and forth in it and I was I'm really curious what you think, because if you go to like art school, art school, obviously that can really like legitimize you as an artist, like you both that, you know, the things, but just like that sort of stamp on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, but if I go to school to become an art teacher or a textile arts teacher, would that would that make me more of a real maker or would it be more like, well, you're an art teacher, so obviously you do your little doodles at home, you know? What do you think? I think there are two people that would look at this in two different ways. I think there are the people who are like not arty very much and would see art teachers. And this is, again, this is just like surface level. This isn't about mm-hmm. meaning for anybody in any <laughs> of these careers or for you specifically just kind of like a stereotypical idea of what people might see. So I think that there's the non-arty people that will see you as like a real art person because you are making your living in an art field, Mm -hmm. even though that's teaching. And then I also see the look of people who are like art, art people, and they see you as being a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. Those who cannot make the, you know, those who cannot, yeah. Is it those who cannot make do? Oh, no. Wait, that's our show. Um, <laughs> no, it's those those who can do, those who can't teach. That's it. That's that's the one I'm thinking of. Which is so weird because it's like, especially in art, you're like, the people who can make a living are few and far between. So Right. And especially like, you know, a, a, a very comfortable living, like those are even further apart. Like just there's very few people who are able to sell their art to make a comfortable living and then like you go beyond that and have like an advanced career, that's even fewer, right? But Mm -hmm. so teaching is a very, very, very viable option for people in artistic careers. And I think that that is for anybody, even something that would be more technical, you know, like architecture Mm -hmm. or um, I don't know, other things, uh, set design, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. music, right? There's so many different artistic paths that people take that, they fall back into teaching because that's where it is easy to get a, a a consistent job. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So like, it's funny to think of getting a real art job from a maker perspective, like someone who mm-hmm. has been like a at home makey person. Um, you've, you know, gone the extra step and that you have like the market career and you're selling your pieces and and that's a whole huge step that some people never even get to so the idea of now adding that I'm also an art teacher and I sell my pottery at markets and I make this stuff like and I have a website like I feel like you're you're moving you're like legit art lady now (laughs) like that's that's uh I need to I need to get in I need to get in first I am I am at least an aspiring Miss Frizzle. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. If you don't get in, would you reapply? I might. Like, is this is this so much of a thing that like I I that you want to pursue this so much that even if you don't get in now, that you will reapply to this program or another program? Like, you're gonna find a way to do it, or is this like I'm gonna try and do it now? If I don't get in, eh, I'll keep on doing what I'm doing. Well, I probably would apply again because again, the the even though you have to make these weird prompt things, it's not. It's not a super complicated process. It takes some time. But I kind of also wonder if, I mean, there's tons of jokes about this, but like maybe my feelings, if I don't get in, will tell me if I want to play again. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're like, oh, okay. 
Uh, or if, you know, I, I need to do some cursing and throwing of things, then I'll I'll know. I don't know if it's a thing that I'll apply f- to, you know, like five or eight times because that would just be depressing and I'd have a lot of weird application art lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is kind of fun to just like completely randomly respond to these weird prompts and techniques that I don't usually use. But yeah, no, because it's, you know, and I think that's maybe why I was talking about like, trying not to get too excited about it, even though it feels super right right now, you know, because it is possible that I won't. I, I start overthinking so much where I'm like, well, if there's always like a dearth of teachers, maybe that means that not a lot of people apply to teacher programs, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not just that that um, not enough people get in or not enough people take teaching jobs after going to school, but that not a lot of people that you know they'll be like oh thank god somebody did the things for the application they're welcome you know but it it's weird how much sense it made when i started thinking about it more concretely and not like that's something i might like to do you know yeah it it's sometimes when you find that right and and i one of these things like when you discover something like this it's almost like you question because you're like why haven't i thought of this before Mm-hmm. And why didn't it make me this happy before, even if I thought about it, did I just dismiss it before because I wasn't into it? And like now it latched onto my brain because I am interested in it. It's the right time in my life. Like there's all these questions, but regardless of why, the answer is you're <laughs> psyched about it. And I think that that's fantastic. And it's totally going to be an adventure. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, I'm going to tell you about the the projects that I did afterwards because I kind of don't want to jinx what the art weird art things that I'm doing are. But it's really funny because my mom always said, like, as a young person, that she never wanted to be a teacher and she wound up being a college professor. And I've always also been like, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. And then for a while, I wanted to be a college professor of, of film studies. And now I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess this is it now. So it's like this weird family curse. But I think, I think you're really right about the, you know, time in your life thing, because I think, I don't think I would have been a good, like, regular school teacher 10 years ago, you know, when I was getting out of college, or like, I was a good workshop teacher. And I was, you know, a good sort of mentor to peers and like making that stuff but I don't think I would have been a good teacher then I definitely didn't want to be a teacher and that might be you know also getting diagnosed with ADHD and being medicated you know I can level with my kids on that you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I if I become a teacher so it may like it you know it is kind of corny but it may also just be like no yes I'm literally at the point in my life where this makes sense and is something that I want to do. I think also one good thing about being an art teacher or a shop teacher, and I would most likely be both because that's like you have to teach one or usually like two subjects, but uh, is that I could just like sort of, because first I was like, what would I just come home and be like, I don't want to see anything artistic, you know, like, I don't want to see paints. I don't want to, you know, like, don't make the thing you love your job, you know, don't monetize your hobby. Yep. But then I'm like, but there are so many different techniques, you know, like if, if. And you can get uh, inspired too. You could be like, oh my gosh, like I've been doing art all day. I'm in art mood and now I cannot stop. Like this is the art train 
you know, pulling into the station, don't get on, passengers, because we're going to go to another destination. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Or, you know, I'm like, well, we've been playing with, uh, I don't know, uh, paints all day, and now I can come home and glue things together or do clay or the other way around. Or, like, I've had these kids. Part of me is also, like, if, if I'm trying to teach, like, 13-year-olds to, you know, install a zipper for a week and just cursing, and I can come home and just be like... Oh, I can install a zipper by myself. It'll take five minutes. It'll be nice. Everything will be even. Nobody will be, you know, throwing pins at each other. <laughs> so maybe, but it does. It does make me wonder, though. Like, how much will I want to and have energy and time to to make? I think it'll still, you know, be a really nice way to, you know, chill when I when I come home. How how did you feel? Because you know you you went to real art school as as an art art person. How did you like? Because because you know I I know you had homework, but how did it make you feel about doing things on your own? Like were you arted out and needed to like wash your brain clean when you came home, or were you super choo choo art train? Um, so it's tricky because it was like interrupted with commuting essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was a continued education classes at an art school. So it's like you had all the same facilities and teachers and everything as everyone else, but you didn't have homework or critiques, which was right up my alley because what do I need those for? Um, so (laughs) yeah, like when I came home after like, let's say a six hour uh, studio session, you know, like painting for six hours with a model, I did not want to paint anymore. <laughs> like I was tired, uh, you know, standing and painting and concentrating and like being hyper-focused for that amount of time is kind of exhausting. So coming home and not doing anything art was, it felt right. Like I didn't want to jump back into the studio and do anything. And also, you know, as someone with a family and people who like depend on you to do things and be there sometimes, <laughs> it's like you have to come home and then do your home job. You know, you can't family just disappear <laughs> and be like, I'm outie, like do what you want for dinner. <laughs> Not that I cook dinner, Marco cooks dinner, but like I, uh, it's still, it's, it's one of those, um, You're the no, chef. my answer's no, <laughs> I didn't come home and do more art stuff because I was I was pretty tired and and burnt. I don't even remember doing art stuff much on the weekends while I was going to school because I felt like I didn't have a lot of time to start anything because it's such like a long-term project commitment that during those months, well, during that year that I was going, it was uh, before everything closed, it was like that was my art time was like Mm -hmm. three days a week, like in school all day. So yeah. No, I did not come home to to train, you know, ready to bust down the walls of art. Um, I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, the the commute thing is because uh, this art school and it's it's kind of the same thing. Like you have access to so like so much materials and teachers and cool stuff there because it is a real big fancy art school. But like the logistics of it, like in my brain, because you remember last year when I started doing the the classes where I had to travel to a different city, and I was talking then about like. I am a better student now than I was when I was in school because mm-hmm. of all these reasons. But just like the logistics of going somewhere are kind of weird. But like after this year, just the thought of like, wait, I'm going to leave the house and go to a place and be there. 
Because, you know, by that point, touch all the wood, hopefully most people will be vaccinated and at some point it will be in-person school, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that a lot of the theoretical parts, like where you learn how to teach things, (laughs) could be done online. But, you know, a lot of it, I'm assuming, needs to be in person. And I'm looking forward to that. It's just like that makes the thought of sort of going back to school extra weird because, like, I haven't been far from my front door in like a year at this point you know and to I haven't seen people (laughs) just be like wait and I'm gonna see the same people every day we're gonna be indoors where there are people inside a house (laughs) I mean maybe that's part of the appeal is that like you are hungry to be around just like people again you know and it is going to so the whole thing about like commuting just a quick like dip back into that it interrupts the art flow so even if you're like doing stuff all day at work or at class or something when you commute it's almost like you get this like downtime that you're this forced downtime and for me like that totally always stops me in my tracks I'm like oh now I'm in pj mode (laughs) like I'm ready for some pajamas and a cup of tea it's it's both good and bad to have that like little pause in between things and then also i because you know i'm i'm bored and that's the way my brain works i was like i'll buy an electrical vespa then i can get there in 20 minutes <laughs> I, like i've painted this whole weird like collegiate future in my brain and then i was like wait so students are they all gonna be tiny babies like are am i gonna be the only and i don't think so i think especially for like our teachers they're pro- there's probably a big mix it's just so weird to think about the future thingy well Um, and like your you know career changing here so do you you mentioned about like giving up journalism and that it it feels like it might be a good time to do that is that going to um make you sad like leave a hole or are you just like completely you're kind of done like did been there done that check that off my list and now i'm ready to move on no it it the the thought is kind of sad, but again, I think I'll be able to do a bit of freelancing while I'm in school, and then you know I don't know if I'll be working part time or full time. Uh, and what's you know both sad and good, I guess, is a lot of journalists, a lot of freelance journalists have other jobs, and that might be you know a bus driver or something else. Uh, A lot of people are leaving completely. So it wouldn't be super weird to be like, I'm a part-time art teacher and a part-time journalist. Mm -hmm. But if I were to leave it completely, that would make me sad because I love telling stories and teaching is still that, but in a very different way. But I'm sure I would still like find ways to write or, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, drop the podcast, hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> you're not like allowed to because you need to talk about this whole thing if you get it <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah we have we have like six years of content here no but you know what I mean like I'll still find ways to do the parts that I like and I'm trying to also think of it like the parts that I don't like where you're you know trying to pitch things and hunting for work and doing maybe a ton of boring small things to to make ends meet and then every now and then you get to do the fun stuff whereas if I have a jobby job and then I can also sometimes do the the weird big things that maybe don't even pay that well, but they're fun, fun to do, you know? I guess I was trying to also suss out if you're the type of person that 
when you find something new, the new shiny, you just like totally abandon and set fire to everything behind you. And you're just <laughs> like, I'm done with this guy. Like you just like just totally burn those bridges down <laughs> and never look back. Or you just like you're a hoarder and you just kind of keep everything, like all of everything and like do it just a tiny bit and you keep accumulating and each thing just gets less and less time. Probably both. Um, <laughs> but I think it's also like it'll it'll show like I'll I'll find out as it goes like can I do both things do I want to do both things because like you know if you figure that this suddenly seems like a good idea and something that I want to do now like we joke about being old but we're not that old like I probably have depending on how the world works uh you know I probably have like 30 40 50 years of working left in me and it could turn out that I go back to being a journalist and, you know, 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. But now I'm doing math. That's far in the future. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's, um, they're very big existential questions. I don't even know. I think, I think I could probably just like cut it off and drop it, but I, it would still make me sad because I liked doing it. That's why I got into it. But it does feel kind of, I like the idea of, of you know, getting to come home every now and then be like I really taught someone something today like or I saw someone even if it's if I in theory can teach someone else to draw hands I suppose but like you made even this tiny thing click in someone else like you got to see this 14 year old understand something or have fun or whatever you know what I mean like they're are you feeling like you want to impart your wisdom on a younger generation so that you live on no, <laughs> no, but I, I do like this. Th- I mean, I think also art teachers are usually someone you remember because they don't often make you as miserable as maybe a lot of other subjects do. And mm-hmm. also they're usually weird. So like even if you they maybe don't remember you that specifically, you, you could probably like be just like a fun memory for someone. And when you're working with art and creativity and feelings, I think maybe sometimes it can be easier for both you and the kids to connect to each other if they, you know, need a little extra support than with like your science teacher. Not necessarily, but like, I just, I have, I might be talking from myself now because like I connected with art and shop teachers because I was an arty kid, but you know what I mean? I feel like it's often like art teachers, band teachers, theater teachers, sometimes I guess English teachers because like you're talking about books and things but you know what I mean or is that yeah because they connect with you more about your hobbies than about forcing you to learn something Mm -hmm. and I'm getting a little emotional though (laughs) (laughs) it is it's it's weird and scary and very cool and again part of me is like I'm going to delete this episode nobody's ever going to get to hear it and then I can pretend that nothing happened if I don't get in but yeah, no, I, I, I do believe I, I, it's not just something I tell other people. I do believe that it's good to talk about the things that you want to do and the things that you're doing so that you get to en- enjoy it while you're dreaming about it, too. Oh, no, you're you're going to have to be careful if you get in four years later. We're still doing the podcast and you have kids that you're teaching. You are probably going to want to tell stories about what they're doing. And I wonder if they find the podcast. <gasps> There's so many things. Oh, no. <laughs> this is very in the future, I am thinking. And that is okay. That is okay. Well, I, you know, I, I would hopefully only tell the good stories. And if there were bad stories, I would try to anonymize them as much as possible. We'll put it kind behind like- a paywall. 
Yeah, kind of like how you never know which of my many husbands I'm talking about when I mention things that are going on in my in my home. Ha ha. Ha ha. You have a basement full of husbands. Just for Don't give it away. Just to make it a little affair. What are what are you working on right now? Um nothing. Right, right, like now, right now, I'm working. You're making on, like, a podcast, cleaning stuff out. Like I am cleaning my house. I'm doing no art things, and that's kind of driving me crazy. So I'm going heavy into the video games. I am so <laughs> much <laughs> in Animal Crossing right now. Um, I'm very into collecting things in Animal Crossing because I do not have access to anything makey, and so I need to do something with my hands. Um. I wonder if other people feel that. I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like right now when I have some work stuff to do and also like I'm working on some stuff for the application, which is fun, but it also like there's some waiting involved and I can't do the things that I kind of want to do more. And I'm like, I just want to I just want to can I just sit down and crochet all day? And mm-hmm. Usually I can't. I need to sort of go go lie down in a dark room and scream into a pillow and think about my life and my choices. <laughs> then you can re-listen to yourself talk about this life, these life choices as you do our edit. And you can go and find oh, our no. show notes. <laughs> <laughs> you can go find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. If you have a second, give us a rating or review where you you listen to podcasts that really helps us out um it really really does so we will be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do and spontaneously apply to art programs <laughs> and and if you can't then teach <laughs> <laughs>